Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the rootin' tootin'est Buffy podcast around. Yeehaw! Hellmouth? Hellmouth. Oh no! I'm so sad. <laughs> yes! Score one for David. All right, Michaela, what do we got this week? Oh, we got us some bad eggs there, Dave. Some bad eggs you don't say. Is it them Gorch brothers making trouble again? Oh, they're making all that trouble for the Slayer. Fuck. No more of that. I can't keep it up. No, nope. fuck no. We're done. We're done. That's it. That's that's the amount that was right to do for that. Okay. When did this episode air? This is season two, episode 12. Original air date is January 12th, 1998. Mm-hmm. We made it okay. into 98, Dave. Yeah, right. 98. We've got a whole new year ahead of us. Also, this is awesome. four days before the current date of January 16th. Oh, you're giving it away. Giving People it know how away. far in advance we <laughs> record these. <laughs> this one's really close, though. It's like 19 years ago, almost today. <laughs> Think about That's that. That's true. Yeah. So this was an episode that I think I was well served by your <laughs> expectation setting. Oh, good. Because you set the bar real low. Uh-huh. And you know what? It squeaked by it. <laughs> I was worried about that again. I got to the end and I was like, oh, that was fine. <laughs> and then I thought about things and it wasn't. But yeah. It's not fine. But I was just listening to Reptile Boy. Mm-hmm. And that's bad for such a different reason than this is. Yes. At least there are things that happen in this episode. <laughs> Several things happen. They're not yeah. good things, but yeah. they're things. And something like Reptile Boy, where literally nothing happens for like 38 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> you can't make me go back. I'm not going back. <laughs> right. That's the episode that we're pretending never happened. Ooh, I forgot. Oh, never happened. Here I am bringing it up as if it happened. What a bad person I am. Uh, this episode, we start off in a mall with a lot of extras around. And I'm like, oh man, must have been fairly expensive for them to film in this. Or those are just people of the mall. Possibly. And you're like, Possibly. hello, people of the mall. Would you like to be in an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? They're like, we've never like, heard of what that. What the fuck is that? <laughs> but, oh yes, we'd like to be in it. Hell yeah. Buffy is rocking that deep V purple shirt with some black pants. Hell yeah. Her hair's looking like way blonder than normal or something. Maybe it's the mall Uh-oh. lighting. Oh, do we have Buffy Cordy confusion again? <laughs> no, Why no. not be able to tell them apart? Well, no, that was because Buffy's hair was darker and Cordy's right. hair was lighter. Buffy's hair being oh, okay. lighter is only good for you. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, because I could tell them apart, so that must not have happened. She is shopping with her mom. Yep. Buffy is. Doing cute mom-daughter things. Like being disappointed in your daughter not for yet. not being responsible enough. <laughs> later. That comes later. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, they split up to do some shopping at lightning speed, and Buffy's heading down an escalator when she sees a convenient escalator mirror show her that one of the guys on the escalator going past her is a vampire. Right, so if I were a vampire, I think that <laughs> I would try to avoid places with large mirrors, really at all cost. Yeah, don't get in an elevator no, as a vampire. definitely not. And like, so presumably no one else notices this, but what do you mm. do if someone does? Like, honestly, what do you do? 
Do they just think they're crazy? Like, I guess. You got punked. I Uh, run, (laughs) run run quickly, or just have a good old fashioned massacre. I guess they're vampires, right? They they kill people. It's all good. So, okay, (laughs) does this prove that Buffy does or does not have vampire senses? (laughs) I was very Uh, torn, to be honest with you. (laughs) I can't rule one way or the other based on this. So, this vampire, he's a real cowboy-looking motherfucker. Yep, he has a cowboy hat. Him and the uh, nice girl that he's met are in a creepy mm-hmm. abandoned arcade, which inexplicably <laughs> has a working pinball machine. Yeah, it does. Yep. It, mm, yeah, whatever. She's very distracted by this pinball machine, and he's about to bite her when Buffy comes up. I need to talk about this girl a little bit more first. <laughs> All right. Okay. So this girl, we know nothing about her, so I've made some assumptions. Maybe they're unfair. Mm-hmm. But she seems to know about this pinball machine. Yes. She talks about her high score as if this is a thing she often does. Mm-hmm. So does she just like meet guys at the mall, <laughs> bring them to this abandoned arcade room, and then question mark? I'm going to guess that she generally comes here alone or with some friends Okay. and plays pinball. But this vampire man was just too irresistible. Yeah, she met a nice bow <laughs> and decided to take uh, take him up to the old space. Right. Well, Buffy is luckily going to save her Uh from her bad decisions. I will note that the abandoned arcade is good because it means that they're out of the extra filled and very expensive to shoot in mall location. Yep, that's very true. As quickly as possible. (laughs) Yeah, no, get the fuck out of there. Yeah, very expensive to film, guys. Come on, this is a television show. The cowboy vampire sure likes to say cowboy things. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. He and... Buffy have a little bit of a wrestle. Oh, goodness. Certainly. They certainly do. <laughs> he realizes that she's that Slayer girl that <laughs> he might have heard about. So he runs away while introducing himself as Lyle Gorch. Quite the name. Yep. He's Lyle. So, Lyle. Yes. Okay. With an L at the start. Yes. That's a real name. Man, yeah, but his brother. Tector? I swear was saying... Sorry, what? Hector? <laughs> Is his name not Tector? Dector? With a T. Tector. Lector. T-E-C-T-O-R. Tector? That's what his brother's name is. That's a fucking stupid name. Lyle and Tector Gorch. And his brother's like, I don't know, fucking Southern and hard to understand. Yeah. So at some point he's saying Lyle, but he's like, nah. And you're like, what is your brother's name? I was so sure it was Lyle, but then your name turned out to be Tector. <laughs> and now all the rules are broken. Uh, sorry. I'm sorry. Yo, did you notice? So Buffy like throws Mr. Cowboy Vampire across the room. He does like a roll. Gorch. And his yeah. hat comes off. Mm-hmm. And he catches it like a motherfucking yeah. pro and just like whams it back on his head. Hell uh, yeah. I don't know if it was intentional, but it was great. Uh, I didn't really make a note of that. Anyway. <laughs> it was amazing, Dave. I was so impressed. Yet another vampire has escaped from Buffy. <laughs> As she does. And she goes back to find her mom, who is now disappointed <laughs> in her responsibility. Because she was supposed to go and get some clothes or something. and Pick up the dry and- cleaning. <laughs> And she didn't. She was like, were you distracted by a boy? Like, (laughs) technically. (laughs) Oh, Buffy. Then we have our favorite thing ever, Dave. Oh, my God. (laughs) Buffy tells Joyce point blank that she is saving the world from vampires. Honestly, don't you ever think about anything besides boys and clothes? 
Saving the world from vampires. And there's just like this blank look on Joyce's face for a second, and then just continues on about, about her merry life. She basically does that thing where she's like, oh, teenagers can't understand them. And at this point, all I could think was that for weeks, months, years, I don't know, for a pretty long time, Buffy has been talking loudly about vampires in public (laughs) and has never had anything bad happen to her. So at this point, she's like, I can just say it. No one cares. Fucking balls out. Yeah, just going to say it as loud as I want, as clear as I want. Yep. No one's going to care anyway. And point made, Buffy. Point made. (laughs) This also serves her well when making noise in her room generally. (laughs) Where she can be as loud as the hell she wants. You can be as loud as the hell you want when you're making love. Generally, Dave. Generally. Let's just say generally. So that's so the that's end a cold room. open yeah, done. That's done. Good. Oh, how much did you love this scene? I loved it a lot. I loved like 90% of it. Okay. Because this is Cordy and Xander making out in a utility closet with the lights out. <laughs> And then arguing and making out some more and arguing. (laughs) So what are Xander's grievances? He doesn't like having to listen to Cordy. No. Cordy doesn't like looking at Xander. Yeah. Or knowing that he's poor. (laughs) Right. So they just, they hate basic (laughs) things about each other. It's amazing, though. This is the second best relationship ever. Oh, it's so good. I just love how much they hate each other. They really do. But can't stop making out. <laughs> yeah, they just can't help themselves, Dave. Oh. Yeah, so the only thing I didn't like about this was that the music was very off-putting. Oh, man. The noises that are being made oh. are so gross. Oh. Oh. It's just so long of face-sucking noises. I'm sure you're going to cut it in here, and I'm yeah. very sorry, listeners. <laughs> So sex ed class. Uh, uh, Dave. <laughs> hey, Dave, do you know yeah. that teenagers have hormones? So Xander and Cordy are having a domestic <laughs> right in the middle of sex ed class. It's amazing. It's so good. It, this episode, they are really not very good at being sneaky. No. Or even trying to be, if we're being honest. <laughs> no, not at all. Willow is even starting to catch on that something might be up here. Yeah, because this fight they're having seems oddly personal, and Willow's kind of like <laughs> making a, what are they on about face? Like she's missing some sort right. of inside information. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Michaela, what are the dangers of teenagers having sex? Besides, they might be poor and, and they halitosis. might be ugly. <laughs> and you might have to listen to them in halitosis. And <laughs> Right, so babies. Right. Right. Wait, wait, having a teenager be pregnant is bad? According oh. to this crazy sex ed guy that we've never seen before. Wow, I, I missed that somehow in this episode, you know? It was really small part of it. Yeah, definitely. And very underplayed. So I can see how I missed it the first time, but I'm glad we picked that up. Okay, awesome. That's what I'm here for, Dave, to find the nuance, you know, so I can point it out to you. (laughs) Right. So babies are bad. And to prove to teenagers how bad babies are, they are being given eggs to take care of as if they were their own horrid young. (laughs) Oh, that's a good word for it. Okay, I have a lot of problems with this. Yeah, uh, actually, can we just go right into our first segment, which I think you'll like, which is called Parenting 101. Have you ever tried simply turning off the TV, sitting down with your children, and hitting them? We're just so busy. 
Oh, good. So <laughs> let's hear your list of grievances, because I think they'll be pretty on point for this uh, this segment. Okay, so at one point, Buffy has a checklist of ways to take care of her egg. (laughs) (laughs) That includes a lot of things that you might need to do for a baby, but are basically impossible to do for an egg. Also, they're impossible to fucking plan for a baby. And you cannot just say, diaper, check. (laughs) Going to sleep now. Yep. Yep, fed the egg, check. Uh. <laughs> yeah, fed the egg, what the fuck? Okay, so did you ever have to do something like this in your high school? No, there were, if you took the like home ec class, mm-hmm. there was a, a baby section, but I think we had that like robo baby. Baby simulacra, yeah. Sure, yeah, robo baby. They've got eggs to deal with in this episode. Yeah. Eggs are probably the worst thing to do this with. Because they're easily replaceable. So easy to replace. It's unreal. It is unreal. (laughs) Like, what Xander does, first of all, you're like... Makes a lot of sense. It it does make a lot of sense. I don't want to carry around a raw egg. God, no. Second of all, what really, what is to stop Xander from doing that? Pretending to carry his egg around for a week and then just bringing a different egg in. You know what I'm super impressed with? The fact that he has it in the first place. Yeah. At the end of the week, bring a new egg in. Yeah. And be like, hey, here's my egg. Totally took care of it. Yeah. Oh, I've got this diary to prove it. The only reason I could see that babies and eggs are at all similar is that dropping them is a bad idea. (laughs) Yeah, they're fragile. I will say that they were both fragile. That is how babies and eggs are similar. But you know what (laughs) challenges you don't have when you have a real baby? Making sure no one drops a book on it and making a checklist of the shit it needs to do. That's not fuck. What the fuck? This is the worst goddamn parenting class I've ever seen. <sighs> yeah. Even if they had robo babies, the most recent data that I've seen says that those are more likely to increase the likelihood of getting teen pregnant. Because it's all of the good things and none of the bad. That shit don't wake you up at 3 a.m. Then at 3.30, then at 4? <laughs> like, <laughs> Or you can just put it under a pillow or some shit. Put it out on the balcony. You got a real kid, you can't do that shit. Man, uh, now this is such a stupid way of doing this. And I have problems with the way most like sex ed works in the US. Because here in Canada, we're taught something other than just don't have sex. Yeah, we're taught something that gonna have works. Sex. Yeah. No, that's not right. all of the US. By any means. That's true. But parts of it, yes. So that's Parenting 101. I will say (sighs) that we do get some really good stuff from Parenting 101 as the Scoobies are all talking about their eggs. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, they've got the fucking egg to share with another person in their class? What the fuck is that about? It never comes up in the episode. Yeah. It's (laughs) just a thing for a single mother gag for Buffy, I guess. And... How can you share it when you're not cohabitating? Well, exactly. Like, they never seem to give it to the partner. And no. in the context of why they were actually given the eggs, wouldn't it make way more sense to give everyone their own egg? Yes, you don't get a fucking night off from being a parent. No, it it really... No. So, okay, we have a lot of problems with this whole egg thing. Mm-hmm. But Buffy being worried about being a single mother is hilarious. I'm a single mother. No man of her own. Do you know what this says about me? 
that I am doomed to lead my mother's life. How deeply scary is that? Yeah, she makes a sweet Gigapet reference. Willow, <laughs> going to raise her egg Jewish. Amazing. <laughs> yep. Xander, wondering when to tell his egg that it's adopted. Also great. So, some stupid shit that made me really mad, but then it gets a nice, like, comedy payoff as the Scoobies go and annoy Giles for basically no reason. I did like Giles almost crushing Buffy's egg absentmindedly yep. with a book as well. That was very good. Yeah. Not something that you have to deal with with a real <laughs> child in general, hopefully. So, yeah, they go to see Giles. Willow and Xander are both wearing incredibly fluffy sweaters. Mm. It's mm. California, damn it. Still in these, the 90s. These sweaters. And Buffy is wanting to find out about this sweet, sweet cowboy vampire that she ran into. This Gorch feller. Yeah. And it's so nice that he gave his name. It's very helpful. <laughs> because it means that Giles is very easily able to find the Gorches, their brothers apparently, Lyle and Tector. <laughs> Like, what did you think his name was before I told you it was Tector? No, I knew it was Tector. Okay, cool. But it's such a stupid name. Sure is. Like, how do you, what do you say? Oh, the name's Tector. Like a detector, but like a D detector. Because it's not got no D, so D detector, yeah. I think you me. just don't explain it to people, and then when they call you Hector, you just roll with it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, Tector's a dumb name. But these guys are bad news of some variety. They're set up as like these big villains. They were basically really horrible humans who have been turned into horrible yet dumb vampires. Yeah. Which, I mean, from that perspective, at least I was sort of on board with the fact that the guy gave her his name. So I'm like, oh yeah, yeah he's a dumb-dumb. That's oh, fine. Oh, they're both real stupid. <laughs> they, yeah. are, they are very dumb. This is one of many Angel and Buffy making out Ugh. scenes that we get in the episode. I mean, this is the episode where people make out with each other. It's just, it's too many noises, Michaela. <laughs> so gross. And it really, I mean, by this point, it was super sinking in that this entire episode was going to be a sex ed PSA. And I was like, oh, no. You love the PSA episodes, Dave. They're your favorite. I know they are. We're coming up to this in a little bit. But the message that we get, I love all of the PSA episodes in Buffy because the message is always slightly garbled. <laughs> Like, Because of the metaphor, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In this episode, what I learned is don't have sex because you're less effective at hunting vampires. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, I better not make out on the job or else those vampires will still be alive. I'm not sure that's what I was supposed to get. I think you could probably apply that to any job, saying <laughs> that you will be less effective at your job if you're making out while you're trying to do it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, an equally good message to have. Don't make out for hours when you're supposed to be working. Exactly. Yeah, so you got it. Oh, thanks, episode. I wouldn't have known it without you. So apparently, David Boreanaz and Sarah Michelle Gellar were like, we're good friends. They, they, uh, they were bros. And yeah. one of the nice fun tricks they used to like to play on each other is that mm -hmm. when they knew they would have a scene where they were going to have to make out a bunch... They yeah. would both try to eat the most disgusting thing they could, like like a bunch of like onions and garlic and stuff, and see who could eat the grosser stuff to gross the other one out. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. And they do so much kissing in this episode. That's all I was thinking about the entire time. <laughs> that's so good. Oh, man. 
So this scene proved to me that Buffy does not have vampire senses. Right. This is firmly no vampire sense. She's also blind. Because <laughs> they're like 20 feet away. See them. Yeah, they're 20 feet away. <laughs> the Gorches are like staring at Angel and Buffy as Angel and Buffy are trying to find them. Well, they're not really trying to find them though, Dave. No, That's no. the message. Yeah, that, <laughs> right, that making out makes you worse at finding vampires. Wait. I get it. Wait, I just thought of something. Okay. Buffy's right beside a vampire. So, of oh. course he'd be blocking her vampire senses. <laughs> <laughs> Patrolling with Angel is the worst idea she's ever had. Wow, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes back home, uh-huh. uh, has the fakest yawn little checklist I've thing. ever seen. Yeah. Oh, God. Checklist, super fake yawn. And yeah. then, oh, I mean... She's talking to the egg, and I was pretty pissed at first when I thought she hadn't named it. And then when I discovered that she had named it, I was much happier. What did she name it? Eggbert. <laughs> did... <laughs> what Good. else do you name an egg, Dave? I haven't had an egg myself. I haven't had to think about it. Christopher Eggelson? <laughs> <laughs> this is not a decision to be rushed into. <laughs> Christopher Eggleton is really good, though. Right, so she goes to sleep, and her egg starts to hatch. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a mantis egg from that episode, Bug Trubs. Oh no. (laughs) Was that the episode title? I forgot. Wow. (laughs) Bug Trubs? Surprisingly, not the episode title. Why not? Although I could not remember what it was. I think Bug Trubs is a much better episode title. Way better. That's episode four from season one is what I'm talking about. The one with the praying mantis. Anyway, not that. It's instead some sort of tendrils pop out of the egg. Okay, so here's a problem that I have with this. Mm -hmm. I have a few problems. They're way too big to fit in the egg? Right, so that's that's problem number one. I'm fine with yeah. a creepy thing coming out of the egg and, like, mm-hmm. sort of doing mind control stuff on Buffy at night. Like, that's cool, Going actually. into her ear? Yeah, super oh. creepy stuff. But ah. all, that, all that nonsense really couldn't have fit in the egg, first of all. No. And second of all, it all comes out of, like, one tiny hole. Yeah. And then there's, like, a whole creepy hand at the end of it. Yeah. Like, it did not fit through that tiny no. hole. Well, it came out of the hole as, like, one tendril, and then the end of it split off into, like, a hand thing. And then it goes away in time for morning, healing the egg. Yeah, yeah. This is a normal chicken egg-looking sort of thing. Yeah, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's problems with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, something's sucking the life out of Buffy. And, like, it, the concept is very creepy. Mm-hmm. And like, when the, the thing is on her face, you're like, I don't like any part of this. When it went in her ear, I was like, ah, triggered. Nope, ah. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Yeah, for sure. But the execution just could have been. Are you saying that Buffy the Vampire Slayer isn't great at puppetry? You don't like to think they are. <laughs> I don't know why you're hating on Sid, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the best puppet around. That's who I feel like you're specifically attacking when you look down on their puppetry. That's one of the things I'm looking down on, yeah. The other one is the little baby thing from this episode mm. that is also terrible. Yeah. Eh, it's fine. We see where the Gorches are hanging out these days. They are down in the sewer. And this is when I really got confused about what their names were. Because <laughs> I thought I had heard Tector and Lyle. Mm-hmm. But then Tector started saying Isle. And you're like, what was the thing on the front of that story? And he's like, oh, don't do that, Isle. And you're like, what? No, What? <laughs> Enunciate, man. Fuck. Don't say that loud. Yeah. So they're 
they've got some strong accents. I won't disagree with that. Uh, they're <sighs> hiding in the sewers so that they can keep on the DL until they mm-hmm. get rid of the Slayer. Yeah. Apparently, the whore options in Sunnydale are lacking. Right. That's one of yeah. the things we learn. Talk about prostitutes. Yep. Pretty weird stuff. And uh-huh. then um, they start fighting each other, and you're like, "How have these dudes been alive for over a hundred years?" <laughs> before they start fighting each other, just before Lyle is threatening to fight with Tector, and he uses the phrase, beat you like a redheaded stepchild. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I don't think you can say that. Really? I loved it. I thought it was so good. Honestly, it, it does sound like, like an actual phrase uh, that yeah. would be used in certain regions of the country. Like, I, I think it's, it's like a thing people say. Oh, yeah, because they're Irish then, and you don't want them. Oh, no, Dave. Oh, the racism. Anyways. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Then they have this, like, weird I hit you, you hit me sort of fist fight where they take turns taking swings at each other, and that's just the end of our scene. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, we'll, we'll get to the whole question later, Dave, of what the fuck is the point of these characters. (laughs) We'll get there. Uh Uh-huh. We cut back to It's the Morning. Everything's super normal. Yep. Egg is super fine. Yep. Buffy's got a spaghetti strap tank top on and a very long skirt. She's being very snippy, though, with her mother. Yes. But Joyce looks amazing, just in case we wondered. Yeah. But Buffy's super tired. She's like, ugh. I hate Didn't everything. Sleep all last night. Uh, Being a parent is so hard. <laughs> 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 Fucking checklist bullshit. Joyce doesn't even say like, "Oh, this isn't at all like having a baby." She's like, "Wait till it gets to be a teenager." Like, no, 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 man. At least you can sleep right now, Joyce. Most of the time. <laughs> Joyce sleeps uh. through everything, Dave. What are you talking about? <laughs> Everything. There is no noise that could rouse her. Generally true. Yep, that's generally <laughs> true. This is when the Scoobies really show up to just bother Ripples. Like, like why are they there? <laughs> apparently, sex ed was canceled because their teacher's missing. They think nothing of this. So Giles just comes out from the stacks and sees them all at the bottom of the stairs staring up at him. <laughs> and then Willow and Buffy just collapse onto the stairs while Xander goes and starts to help Giles do something. I mean, he's probably not helping. He's probably making Giles' filing worse. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's certainly true. Yeah, so Willow and Buffy are all sluggish and protective of their eggs. Xander's just, like, chucking him his around like it's no (laughs) big deal. hand to hand. Oh, it's great. And yeah, he accidentally drops it from standing (laughs) height, and we learn that it was (laughs) hard-boiled, which is super smart. Why wouldn't you do that? Why do you want to carry around a raw egg? Just briefly, if you drop a hard-boiled egg from standing height, it's still going to break. But this one's made of firmer stuff, The show will generally crack open. The library's carpeted. You never know. (laughs) Right. This is when I really started wondering whether there were two parents for each egg. Mm. Because each person has their egg. All the time. All of the time. Why would they make that be a thing in the episode if they're not going to use it? We're asking questions that we don't, we're never going to have the answer to. We're doing it again. Cordy comes in. Cordy comes in and she is like, oh, the sex ed teacher has gone missing. He's probably dead. And they all act like she's crazy. Right? Where do they live? Have you guys even watched the show? (laughs) This, this is literally a thing that we have seen. 
in a previous episode where a teacher went missing and Buffy was like, he's dead. I know he's dead. Which brings us into our next segment. Where have I seen this before? What did you just say? Nothing, just had a little deja vu. What did you see? What happened? A black cat went past us and then another that looked just like it. How much like it? Was it the same cat? Might have been, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, Michaela, prepare your mind. I'm prepared. I'm going to suggest a couple plot points to you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to tell me which episode of Buffy they're from. Good, right, good. Sex is bad. Okay. That's a plot point. Right, now. yep, good. Minor vampire character or characters who get set up to be big bad trouble, but turn out to be nothing much. Right, okay. Missing teacher. Uh-huh. Teacher is controlled or disabled by some sort of thing that hatches out of eggs. Yep. And the entire episode is egg-centric. All right, I've given you five things. Use your mind powers. Which episode of Buffy am I talking about? Bug Trubs. Bug Trubs. <laughs> That's episode four of season one, also called Teacher's Pet. <laughs> or, what? why this is crazy, Michaela. Why, why this is remarkable. It's also this fucking episode. They did it again? Are you fucking kidding? They did it again? Why would they do it again? It was bad. Hey, Dave, remember at the beginning of this when you told me that this cleared the low bar that I set? Yes, you, it did. You still? You still yes. are claiming that? Wow. Because it's a bad episode idea, but it's done much better than it was. It's still a terrible idea for an episode, but the things in it distracted me enough to not hate it. Because, I mean, we are at the point where the characters are more fully formed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xander's be- still making his sweet, sweet jokes. Writing's better. Xander's not all about Buffy. Right. Xander's not gross. Okay. Other than the Cordy thing. But, like, I mean, she's gross to him and it's all just sure. mutual grossness and I love it. <laughs> okay. So it's a terrible idea for an episode. They literally did it again. <laughs> And I still find myself being pretty okay with it at the end of the day. Not liking it, but it cleared the very low bar. Because it has enough in the middle to like get me through it, whereas the other one was just terrible. You know what? I didn't have the worst time. Yeah. I was watching it, and I'm like, I'm not having as bad of a time as I expected. There are some funny things. That's yeah. great. Right. So Cordy makes some, again, incredibly obvious statements <laughs> to Xander. <laughs> she- <laughs> She is talking about what if the teacher fell out of a closet? And that is literally what happened in Bug Trubs. She saw that. He's in a I know freezer. that she's selfish. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Which you might it's say is a frozen different. food closet. Holy God. Like, but yeah. they knew what they were doing, right? Yeah. They knew they were making Bug Trubs again. Yeah, that's But true. they just did it anyway. Yeah, she is making some pretty obvious references to how she and Xander need to go make out. She's looking fly as hell. Oh, yeah. Holy God. She's got a deep V red cardigan. She's got a hair band thing. I don't know. She's looking like an age-appropriate woman for me, and she's looking great. The That color of red is really, really good on her. Oh, man. Yeah, it's Amazing. a really good color for her, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's also looking pretty spry right now, but I don't think that ever really comes up. <laughs> In, in, like, contrast to Buffy and Willow, who are sluggish. No, it doesn't. I don't know why she hasn't been affected yet. It doesn't matter. And Willow has another sort of little thing where she looks suspicious, but she's too tired to care. Right. <laughs> we get we get uh, more kissing, Michaela. Woo! 
This is back to Buffy and Angel. Oh, how much do they make out in this episode? I think it's three times. <laughs> now, Three total, times too many. Right. Total amount of screen time? I don't know. <laughs> I'd say there are a generous 15 minutes of things that aren't them kissing. Sure, yeah. In this episode. Easily, easily. Maybe 20. So, for yeah. Yeah. Only about half of it is spent with them kissing. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. So Buffy's tired because of her egg. She wants to go uh-huh. home. And Angel's like, oh, I'll, I'll find those guys. And you're like, <laughs> no, you won't. you're like, Angel, why weren't you always doing this? Why aren't you just roaming around killing vampires? You're a vampire. Why isn't Kendra here you helping us kill vampires? vampires? Like, why does Buffy have to be the one <laughs> to kill the vampires? Michaela, have you not heard? She's the chosen one. <gasps> she was chosen. You know, she hasn't really harped on that in a couple of episodes, Dave. Don't know if you noticed. Yeah, you probably forgot that she's the chosen one and how she didn't choose this life, but she was picked for it and it's thrust upon her. Well, in this episode, I was so distracted by learning about how bad sex is that I actually forgot that she's the chosen one. Yeah. Man, Angel should be way more responsible than he currently is. Did you know that vampires can't have babies, Dave? I didn't. This was interesting information. Oh, good. Good, good, good. I was then like, but they can still bone? So there's something about, they can they can still bone down, but they can't have babies. Well, I think that the idea is that all of their reproductive material would be not functional. But it's kind of functional. But why, why would you mean down. semen? Oh, that's, listen, that's not the whole package. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But so that's the part that doesn't work. Okay. The rest of it's all... Tickety boo, though. I clearly. We would never find out, though, right? We would never find out because it's preposterous that the that the vampire slayer would have any sort of relations with a vampire. What did this episode teach us, Dave? Sex is bad, yeah. Michaela. So I think that's Sex your answer bad. right there. We go back to the tr- the school at night and we pan past the trophy case. <laughs> we do. Did you did you think about this at all? I didn't. No. Because Amy's mom is still trapped there. It's a solid 12 months later. That's going to come up again. No, it's not. No, there's going to be a little thing. Not like a major what? thing. but there's, They're actually going to reference they're it? They're going to reference it again. No way! For real, oh, that's Dave. Awesome. I wouldn't lie to you. Cool. Yes, you would. <laughs> uh, security guard goes down into the basement to investigate noises or something and gets knocked out by the, uh, the sex ed teacher. Hey, he's not dead. He's not dead. Woo! He's just... He's looking fine as hell. Yep. Great. Everything's great. Yeah, everything is great with him. <laughs> He's been doing some pretty good tunneling, I have to Holy say. Holy shit, yeah. <laughs> He's made Ace is tunneling. quite the tunnel. In one day? Like, <sighs> this can't have just been him. There's no way. Buffy's sneaking back into her room. Her egg hatches into something unbelievably gross that is definitely not being pulled around on a fishing wire while the camera <laughs> moves quickly. So I just have a quick uh, thing to say. Uh-huh. So this egg thing isn't very smart. It's no. probably just hatching at some sort of predetermined time yeah. that a teen, a normal teen, would be asleep. Yep. So then I was thinking about the fact that it's on some sort of egg timer. <laughs> ah, I like it. <laughs> I was proud of that. <laughs> ah, I like it. Okay. Oh, so Buffy's fighting this thing. I, I harp on the puppetry a lot. It's not actually done that poorly. Like, for a TV show, this is just done just fine. And they do their best to try not to shoot it wide. You know, they have it right. fall on her. Yeah, it's super creepy. It can move really quickly. Yep. And it's all of the, like, terrible spider stuff 
done even worse because it's larger and grosser. Right, it could be literally anywhere in the room. She at anywhere. first wants to bludgeon it with an iron, but instead decides mm-hmm. that scissors would be a better yeah. weapon. Manages to kill it. Then she the, she calls up Willow because she needs to know that Willow is safe. And yeah, this thing just hatched. Her friends might be in danger. It's 2.45 a.m. Yeah. She's calling Willow's home. Willow is fully dressed. <laughs> well, I think she's wearing her pajamas, but okay. does Willow have her own phone line? <laughs> like, how does she know this won't wake Willow's parents up? Ah, uh, the 90s were a heady time, Michaela. A heady time. <laughs> Willow answers the phone after, like, two rings. Yep. <laughs> it's fine. And she is fine. Yeah, she's great. Everything's going great with her. Hunky-dory. Her egg is in the fridge. <laughs> she's doing fine. She's Everything is okay. Recently been sleeping, certainly. <laughs> yep. Yes. These things are true. Buffy is like, oh, okay, thank goodness. Hangs up the phone, and we have the, like, big reveal that her egg thing got her. (laughs) There's a little bit of Forrest Whitaker eye is what I have from Willow, (laughs) where she's just staring into the middle distance, (laughs) eyes slightly askew. (laughs) But, but, Michaela. Yeah, oh, oh no. Joyce heard a thing (gasps) coming from Buffy's room. She The impossible has happened. (laughs) Yes, it finally happened. Holy fuck. She is pissed. Yeah, she's mad that Buffy was is fully dressed, so was planning to sneak out or just got back. Either way is bad. Yeah. Was on the phone at, yeah, very weird time. And Buffy is now super grounded. For Evs. The groundedest. The groundedest, yes. Joyce mentions that Buffy can't go to the bronze anymore. <laughs> How? When was the last time we went to the bronze? I have no idea. Inca Mummy Girl, we definitely were there. I don't think we've been there since. Ford, Ford and them hung out at the bronze. Oh, yeah. 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 Billy. Uh, it's been a while, though. The Bilster. So when she's disallowed from going to the bronze, I'm like, eh, all right. So my favorite part of this was that apparently school ends at 2.30. Mm-hmm. And Buffy is meant to be in the library from 2.30 to 5.30. Yeah. And you're kind of like, is that a punishment? <laughs> Isn't that what she does anyways? <laughs> That's her hangout pad. Yeah. <laughs> Now, granted, Joyce doesn't know that, and no. no other students ever go to the library. So for them, it would obviously be a real punishment to have to hang right. out in the library. And Buffy's not responsible, so it sort of figures that she would hate being in the library with the responsible librarian. Who has been at her house at night. <laughs> was Joyce there? One time. There is yeah, one time. one time Joyce was there. And he, he has something to say about a library book fine. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Yeah, very responsible. He's diligent, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next day at school, Cordy is wearing a white shirt and a black leather vest. So at first I thought it was a whole black leather dress, but no, it is a vest plus skirt. Yeah. And like a white, it's like a white dress shirt under it. Yeah. And she looks 30. Yeah. Willow also looks 30, but for very different <laughs> reasons. Okay. Because she's wearing like a silk dark blue dress shirt mm. and it's tucked into her jeans with a very momish belt <laughs> <laughs> everyone mm. just is mm. Mm. cordy is fine yeah. she is just fine her egg is fine willow is fine <laughs> nothing bad's happening here they're all fine everyone's great xander is getting hungry <laughs> yep and he's got that, that egg that he's been carrying around for a while. Man, how old is that egg? Don't eat that egg, Did, man. If you hard boil an egg and it's out of the fridge for days after that, can Ugh. you eat it? No. 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 I guess if you're a 16-year-old boy, you don't <laughs> give a fuck. 
Fuck no. So he's going to go eat his egg mm. and gets the, the eggshell off of it. And it turns out, oh, it's a really gross bug thing like the one Buffy killed. Because Buffy thought that maybe hers was the only one. But no, it turns out Xander also had one. And so they take it to the library. At this very point, <laughs> do you not, as Buffy, say, Willow, give me your egg. I'm going to smash it. You say that to Why? everyone that you know. You Why say would you not do that To thing? Cordelia? You Yes. Well, she already told Willow to smash it. And Willow's all like, it's in the fridge. Right. <sighs> yeah. Buffy does not think this through. Not at all. No. And yeah, Cordy's bug is in her bag, and it's fine. I, I swear, it's all good. Don't, don't worry. Yeah, they go to the library or to the chem lab or something. First, they go to the library to tell Giles, mm. and then they take it, yeah, to one of the science rooms in order to do some sort of autopsy. I don't know <laughs> what that's going to tell them. <laughs> oh, they're going to cut up a bug, and that'll be fine. Uh, Willow says that Giles says they should get started. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> Buffy, you need to be way more genre savvy right now. Yeah. She's not, though. Nope. And Buffy and Xander both get knocked out, okay. thrown into a closet for safekeeping. This fucking decides it, Dave. Buffy is a glass cannon. Buffy cannot take a punch. Cordelia knocked her out. While holding a thing, though, Cordelia right? is a person. <laughs> yeah. No. No, she's a glass cannon. She cannot take a punch. She can just deliver a beating. Cordelia. Okay. <laughs> so here's here's my next question. Mm -hmm. They put Buffy and Xander in this, this closet. This closet. Mm -hmm. And so from what we've seen up to this point, the Willow, possessed Willow, whatever whatever you want to call her, who was speaking to Buffy on the phone, still had all the Willow information, but yes. all of her motives are to do with this this thing. Mother that's Bazaar. Attached. Yeah. And so given that Willow knows that Buffy is the slayer. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't they, like, want that person on their team? Yes. Wouldn't they want to ensure? Which is why they leave them in an unescapable <laughs> room with two unescapable bizarre things that are going to hatch and infectify them, you know? It's unescapable. I mean, they're going to hatch any minute, right? It's James Bond level foolproofness. So Willow is a Bond villain, I guess. <laughs> yep. Yes, she is. I guess really the Mother Bazaar thing is the, yeah, the Bond, Bond villain. villain. It doesn't have a lot of critical thinking skills, I guess. I don't know. No. We learn that the high school has a very horrific tool shed. It's got so <laughs> many digging implements. How many digging implements does one high school need? Many. There's a train of infected people just wandering through here, grabbing different tools. You're like, what? It's is really well equipped. Yeah. Peace and I cannot be happy about this. We haven't seen no him one is in, class. in forever. Forever, Michaela. I miss him Where so is much. he? I miss He's my little, favorite Ferengi. His little Ferengi teeth. Yeah, oh. his for, little ears, his yeah. head, bald head. Yeah. Joyce shows up at the school. Joyce's. Joyce's. Oh, oh, right? Okay. This is all of my note from the first one. It's just, <laughs> yes, she's in the library. Yes, she meets Giles. Kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> that doesn't happen, sadly. They're sort of having a discussion about Buffy, and you're like, oh, mm -hmm. this sweet, sweet common ground. Giles is being incredibly charming. So charming. He's like turning the charm on. He is looking at Joyce in such a way to make her blush. And he's wearing a very bitchin' jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, I really hope this isn't just infested Giles. But it was. It was infested so Giles. So the only thing that I found, uh, I'm not even sure if, if like, 
to say that it was off, but more than maybe that it was just interesting. So mm-hmm. Giles is infested, possessed, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But despite this, he's still protecting Buffy's secrets from Joyce. <laughs> I think the directives that people get just override their usual priorities. Like, I'm going to spread these bazaar things, and I'm going to dig out the mother bazaar. It's not like I am a totally different person. They just have overriding priorities. Yeah, so it's still... I guess that's true. And then mm-hmm. Cordy and Willow knocking out Buffy and Xander is in line with... The bizarre yeah. priorities. Mm-hmm. The yep. bizarreities? No. No. Buffy and Xander wake up. Yeah. I mean, obviously. They're, of course they're going to wake up. And for the second time this episode, we have someone say something to someone else that they just point blank ignore. <laughs> Which is? Xander says to Buffy, Last time Cordy dragged me in here, it was a lot nicer. <laughs> And Buffy just doesn't respond. Why would she? It's an un, it's an unintelligible thing to say that can't be intelligated. Crazy Xander and his crazy ideas. Like, they're in like a life or death situation, sure. But shouldn't she bring this up at some point? They're locked in here with two little eggs. Buffy picks up a toolbox and smashes the eggs and they get out of the closet. That's uh, just fine. They go to the library looking for Giles. He's not there. They're super but pissed. what is there? No, they're so mad that Giles isn't in the library. <laughs> they're like, oh, he's always here. Why isn't he in the library? <laughs> yeah, no, that's valid, though. He always is there. <laughs> they find some egg fragments. And they find a book that's open to the exact right page to tell them what they need to know, which is good, because neither of them are very good at research. So they were, they were kind of like, uh, I guess we have to do this research thing. <laughs> How do we even book? Oh, oh, oh there's one right open. Oh, Never mind. Oh. Giles did it for us already. I guess <laughs> we can running. forgive him for not being here. <laughs> yeah, everyone's digging underneath the school. They're unearthing this thing that looks kind of gross and fleshy. Are Joyce and Willow digging? <laughs> Willow is doing the worst (laughs) sledgehammering I have ever seen. I know that she's an actor and that you don't want to do this a lot because you'll get very tired and there are a lot of takes happening here. Even with a prop sledgehammer, it would be very tiring, yes. But it looks... Give her something lighter. So fake. Make her do it properly. (sighs) Holy lord. And so it's at this point that you're like, man, it's really lucky that this prehistoric demon happens to have eggs that look exactly <laughs> like chicken eggs. And be buried right under the school? Okay, so I have I have something for that. Oh, Hellmouth? Hellmouth. <laughs> yeah, Hellmouth. And then I was thinking it's like a mystical demon. Maybe it can decide what its eggs look like. I, I think that's gotta be true. I... I mean, right now, it would just be like, free iPhones everywhere. Oh, <laughs> take them home. Put them next to you while you sleep. Hey, that would work. Yeah, it would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's what the demons should do. I hope no demons are listening to this podcast. Oh, shit. Shit. <laughs> All right. Zandy and Buffer. Zandy? <laughs> Xander. <laughs> so, We're not cutting that. Xander <laughs> and Buffy, who need a couple name. So I've gone with Sandy or Buffer and uh. decided on Buffer. Gross. Yep. <laughs> Buffer hears something happening outside the library. And who is it, Michaela? I was so hoping there'd be Jonathan. Oh, uh, Jonathan. Jonathan. 
he's getting attacked by a thingamajig. And then they go rush out to see him and he's like, everything is fine. Oh, he Everything can't even has always get been infested, fine. right, Dave? No, <laughs> oh, Jonathan. Yeah, he's like the he's the latest one to get infested, and he makes a big ruckus while doing it. No one else has done this. Yep, <laughs> so good. Then he leads them right to the mother thing. Yeah, Buffy goes to find a big weapon, and Xander goes to question mark. He wants to stop them from distributing the eggs. Mm. But Cordelia happens to be one of the people who is responsible for that. <laughs> oh, I loved his line, the... Cordelia, I don't want to hurt you some of the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's lines like that that yeah. make me think this episode is much better than Did Bug you, Traps. Yeah, Bug Traps. Was it at this point of the episode, Dave, that you thought to yourself, why are these vampires here? <laughs> Where the fuck are these gorges? Wh- what and do they have why to do are they here in general? With anything. How does it enhance or change the episode in any way? Oh, where have we seen something like this before? <laughs> Claw Guy? Claw Guy. <laughs> no, no. Claw Guy was a plot device. That's true, Claw actually. Guy literally led them to the praying mantis. Yeah, he replaced something that could have happened easily a different way. But he but did something. he was involved. Yeah, it's true. Why are the Gorches here? You told me last episode that there were Gorches. Uh-huh. And so I got into this episode and there was a Gorch. Yep. And I was like, cool. Okay, we've got most of our thing for the episode. Then they disappeared for 30 minutes? Yep. Because that's the first fucking scene, Dave. Hey, look, cowboy vampires. They're scary. Oh, also, we have eggs. Are they supposed to be a misdirect? I don't know what their purpose is, but they do show up and they start to have a little fight scene. And then, I don't know, Buffy throws Tector, the stupidly named one, into the bazaar and he dies. No, Tector's an idiot who wants to say hi to the the pink writhing mass beneath the floor and then yeah and gets pulled in yeah yeah why <laughs> i i don't anyway tector's dead lyle's uh angry about this so then throws buffy into the bizarre thing and she grabs a pickaxe on her way by and then she proceeds to murder the shit out of it yeah kick the shit out of it yep and he just runs away gorch is gone all the hatchlings die. She rises from the pit in the floor covered in demon blood. And he's like, I don't want nothing to do with that. I do love seeing her like that. She looks so badass. So badass. And there was finally it's blood, so Dave. Yeah. Apparently demon yeah. blood is okay. <laughs> Copious quantities of blood. Oh, so good. Yeah, no, super badass. Like that's easily the most badass she has yeah. ever looked. I loved that. Oh, so But good. yeah, it's dead. All the hatchlings die. And then Giles is explaining that it was a gas leak. It's great that he just like, he doesn't know what happened, but he's immediately like, gas leak. It's a gas leak. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Peace and I is somewhere doing the exact same thing right now. <laughs> PCP. <laughs> PCP gas leak. And PCP. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joyce is still on this responsibility kick. And that's how our episode ends, and it's just a bummer way to end the episode? She tells Buffy she can't leave her room, and Buffy's like, oh shucks, I'll have to make out with Angel through my window. Oh god. Do you remember when Angel was useful? No. <laughs> oh, no, what did that? <laughs> he was useful. When? Briefly. When? Reptile boy. No, no, he no, wasn't no, useful no, in Reptile no, Boy. No, no. Um, fuck, I thought I had something for this. 
Because hmm. I remember before that when he was useless, but then I thought there was a middle period of him being useful. When the when Kendra was around, no. He got he captured. Got yeah, he got captured yeah. and uh, almost made Drusilla. Almost sunlighted to dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, full health again, so that was good. He got tortured by Drusilla. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Never mind. I, I don't remember Angel ever being useful. Huh. <laughs> he probably I, was hmm. at some point. At one point. <laughs> Not right now, though. As we're ending our episode, we come to our final segment of the evening. Oh, yes. Which is a little segment that I like to call Dissenting Opinions. The beauty was in your heart, not your hands. Your music's bad and you should feel bad. So that's going to be about how this episode is the, what, third or fourth lowest rated on IMDb? Yep. And you do not agree. No, I I actually agree that it's pretty bad. I wouldn't say third or fourth lowest, probably. I would rank it a bit higher. Well, because you would put it above Teacher's Pet. Yeah. Yeah. But there is a user on IMDb, (laughs) Michaela. Oh, no. Here we go. (laughs) Who has reviewed this episode (laughs) and given it a 10 out of 10. Yep, 10 out of 10 stars. All of the stars. So let's take a look (sighs) at the other IMDb reviews for this episode. From other users. Right, We've good. got titles like, Deprives a Great Show of a Great Story, <laughs> Nearly the Worst Ep of Buffy Ever, and Eggs? Seriously? But then, Michaela, uh-huh. comes a shining ray of light in the form of Taylor Kingston, right. the hugely prolific IMDb reviewer from Australia. Not all of Taylor's work is 10 out of 10s. He dips as low as 6, I think, is the lowest I've seen. Honestly, hundreds of reviews. You've become hundreds. obsessed with him. Let's not <laughs> mince words about that. Or her. Our Taylor right, can true. go either way. I don't know why yeah. I'm assuming him. You're right. He gives us this review, which is titled The One with the Eggs. I love this episode. It's so good. It's such an interesting concept. Then he goes on to just sort of summarize the episode. He doesn't quite remember all of the things about it. Everyone gets paired up, so Buffy's a single mother. He finds it gross that the things are attaching to the brains and controlling people. Uh-huh. Buffy and Xander must save everyone, including Willow, Cordelia, Giles, and Buffy's mom from being controlled forever. Overall, I give this episode a 10 out of 10. And that's the end of it. That's that's the whole thing. I don't know what he thought was good. He did summarize it. Everything was great. <laughs> he apparently. liked it all. The same reviewer has given... <laughs> Reptile boy. Oh, you give it a 9 out of 10. Oh, so he, he found some things he didn't like quite so much. It was a very reserved review. Mm. Lately, he didn't do this for the older reviews. For his more recent reviews, it's ended with like, I give this episode a blank out of 10, which in my books is, and then summary. So 9 out of 10, which in my books is amazing. For Reptile Boy, the episode in which literally nothing happens. I think what he didn't like about it was that Xander gets bullied by some college boys. But... They were so mean to him. So this might actually be our first recurring segment because, oh boy, we're going to come back to the reviews that this person gives the worst episodes. This person that you're only mildly obsessed with. Only mildly. Yep. All right. That's our episode done. Michaela. Best outfit of the episode. I'm obsessed with that leather vest Cordelia was wearing. Mm, I love it. Good. Good call. Love that leather skirt. Mm. I may know the answer to this, but did you like this episode? Again, I did not enjoy it, but I had a better time than I expected. 
Mm-hmm. Because I was, I set the bar very low for both of us. Yes. And there were parts of it that, like, there were things that were funny. Yep. I would say that there were maybe even a, a couple of things that might be relevant to future episodes. Yeah, but that's not saying much. Bug Trubs is also relevant to future episodes. But, like, I eh. mean, Reptile Boy, we pretend never happened because it doesn't matter yeah. whether or not it did, right? <laughs> True. This at least didn't feel like it was out of time, as some of the worst episodes <laughs> tend to. Yeah, this was firmly in its right place. It was just poorly done and over the top about the whole sex ed thing. Okay, but Dave, let's just move the fuck on, because, okay. oh, it's happening. It's happening. What's coming next episode? The next episode is titled Surprise. Surprise, motherfucker. It is Buffy's birthday. Okay. And Spike and Drusilla have gotten her mm-hmm. present, or their... Oh, they're in the process of getting her a present. They want to give her a present. <laughs> it's going to ah. be great. It's a good present. So I'm thinking mm. that they want to turn Angel into Angelus. We'll see, won't we, Dave? We will see. But I should be hyped for this. This, it's starting. Okay. We are halfway through the season. Yeah. We have had an entire season one again. But now, now we're now at the better half. <laughs> right. Like, okay. I think that's what I'm hyped about. I think that there's a worse half and a better half. And yeah. now we're through the worse half. Awesome. Listeners, if you'd like to get in contact with us about anything we've said over the course of the show, you can reach out on email. That's beyondvanu.hellmouth at gmail.com, which is linked in the show notes. Or you can talk about this episode on the Reddit. That's buffy.reddit.com. If you want to get in contact with Michaela or I personally, you can reach out on Steam. The PC gaming platform that also has social networking aspects. I am on there at generic alias, Michaela. Dave, isn't that your actual uh-huh. Steam name? Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. I'm at M. <laughs> Motherfucker. All right. Good luck with that. Yep. <laughs> Make sure to hashtag all of those games. Welcome to the Hellmouth, so we know you came from the show. And until next time, farewell farewell from from the the Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Hell no. Hell no.